0: You're listening to Bob Leon and the truth of it all. Good day, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Another beautiful day today and beautiful weekend weather-wise. and Yeah, good day yesterday. Um, just wanted to do another quick live. I know I'm not supposed to be doing this on a Sunday, but uh, Dana went to Peace server for a few days, so here I am. Seriously, I needed to uh, say a few things today um, on this Sunday, January twenty second. Um, I uh, first of all, I hope the convoy, Freedom Convoy, went well yesterday, the Coots anniversary. Hope it went well, and I hope the fundraiser went uh, well for the four men, and uh, hope everyone had a great day down there. And we had uh, we had a good. Day also in cameras, but before I talk about that, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I should have gave myself a 24-hour cooling off period before I went live yesterday. And uh, although I stand by what I said, I should have uh, gave myself a little time to cool down and approach that a little more uh, calmly. Um, but I do stand by what I said. And I just wanted to explain the reason for my anger yesterday towards Pat and uh, Levine again doing what he's doing. Um, So I just wanted to say when Pat said what he said about uh, this being Art's fault, Arter, that uh, Daniel Smith's uh, wings were clipped, um, it wasn't just Art that uh, Pat hurt. It was the four men themselves, and I'll explain something here. When when Leighton Gray, so we have a 30-year criminal lawyer in Leighton Gray, when he went public first um, with what Daniel Smith can do and what the Minister of Justice can do on their own accord, Pat King was in that panel. He was right there nodding his head in agreement, you know, heard it firsthand from Leighton. And then he does a uh, 180 and uh, did what he did the other night, so... I don't understand that, and that's what I mean, what the heck is going on behind the scenes here. So that's why. It wasn't just Arthur being stabbed in the back that I was upset about um, for the most part. It was just knowing when that happened. So you have a a 30-year criminal lawyer putting out the truth, and then you have somebody like Pat who also has significant outreach pouring cold water on that and putting the uh, responsibility on Archer when he can do nothing and he has done nothing. There was nothing wrong with, uh, you know, obviously with the Premier reaching out to Archer and that was leaked the way it was leaked. It's still, we still don't know who did that, but regardless, the fact remains that Smith and the Minister of Justice, and I'll get to later on in my presentation here, that the UCP caucus, all other MLAs, can take action. That's the fact. And I'm still, you know, perplexed and disappointed that a lot of people fell for that nonsense that uh, it was because of a recording that it tied the hands of the Premier of Alberta in not being able to um, put her weight and the weight of the government on the the lawful rights and freedoms, on the infringements of those of Albertans. Anyways, I'll leave that at that. So my rant did uh, help me blow off some steam. Um, So uh, I had some outreach this morning. As you can see, I'm not in jail. Um, The Camerals rally yesterday out front to the uh, Camerals Regional Exhibition Grounds went very well, it was positive. 25 people came out in support of that. Held up signs. We had big giant signs, four by eights, for uh, uh, Tony, Jerry, Chris, and Chris, uh, for Shauna Krebich, and for James Sowry. And then people came with many more signs. Um, you know, it was really good. There was uh, as people were driving in, we were very very respectful. Um, Diane came out, the the manager of that complex and facility. And uh, I know Diane, and we didn't want to uh, cause any disturbances. We weren't there in anger. Um, you know, by the time it was over, the sheriff's, the, sorry, the security guards that were standing there were very uh, surprised, I'll say, and how peaceful and, and, and happy and uh, positive everybody was and uh, that we were truly there just to support people that are being abused. And uh, we weren't there to yell and scream and stomp our feet. Um, A lot of smiling and hand waving, lots of thumbs up from people that were coming into the event and waves and even rolling down their windows and saying, we stand with you and those guys, whatever. I mean, it was good. It was positive as it should be. And uh, Don and Colleen did a great job of handing out a lot of uh, printouts that uh, Don had made up and Colleen and uh, a lot of information was shared last night. The truth of what's going on so it was it was great it was a great great evening and then we went out for supper after and we uh we had dinner together so it was just a really great night and then we went over to shauna's after that and yeah so it was good so I, i'd finished writing my article when i wanted to say um regarding some of the outreach i've been getting and uh you know i get it trust is hard to come by And uh, um, as as I said, I'm glad Leighton Gray put out the truth of it all, the information as a 30-year criminal lawyer on what the Premier and the Minister of uh, Justice can do. I'll follow through with that a bit more. There's something Leighton uh, left out in another call to action that's uh, beholden upon our... UCP MLAs and NDP MLAs, all of them um, that I'll talk to about in my article here. I get it. um, A lot of people have spent a lot of money on on lawyers, on representation. It takes a lot of money to fight the government and to be within the justice system. I've seen it play out many times. I've been in the courtrooms many days watching proceedings, and I understand uh, how broken it is. And how abusive it is, and um, you know, regarding the the Coots political prisoners, um, Tony put in five hundred fifty thousand dollars of his own money, and what does he have to show for it? Nothing. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of a catch twenty two. You need money to to stand and get represented in in the courtrooms and the justice system, but at the end of the day. The system itself is uh, weaponized against us, against the people, and so that's the problem. And it's done with intent. It uh, really strikes fear into the heart of a lot of people. You know, for example, what I'm focusing on today is children uh, being, you know, sexually preyed upon by pedophiles, and it stops a lot of people from even in that conversation standing up because. In that conversation, as I've been saying, you're up against the whole system. And uh, it's very daunting, and it takes a lot of resources. And uh, there's few and far between, as far as lawyers go, that are willing to uh, take that on, because uh, just like the doctors and nurses are beholden to the College of uh, Physicians and Surgeons, lawyers are beholden to the Law Society. And it's uh, like, I'll call it for what it is, like the college... uh, Dr. Maccus calls it a mafia, mafioso. And that's the same thing as the justice system. It's, it's a very uh, hierarchical power structure. And uh, you know it's not what it was once once was. Uh, it's a meat grinder, as I call it. So anyways, it's, it's just really uh, it was an eye-opener for me to spend time in the courtroom and you know to see these people abused, um, without mercy, and to watch the actors playing in the, in the theater of the justice system in the courtrooms, it's brutal. So I'm going to go ahead, and I just wanted to read my article aloud, and then I'm going to publish it later on. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to get into it here. Again, I called it uh, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, a quote by Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry was one of the founding fathers of the United States, a leader in the liberation of the people of America from the British Empire, taking liberty to another level with a follow-through of the U.S. Bill of Rights, limiting federal powers, ensuring liberty right down to the individual. That was Patrick Henry. So the anniversary of the Coots Freedom Convoy came and went, And so, too, did another day of four men being unlawfully held in Alberta remand centres. Two years in a system meant to hold an accused for an average of 17 hours. Another day gone as reason, accountability, and justice has yet to return to Alberta and Canada. Although I'm thankful 30-year criminal lawyer Leighton Gray came out publicly again, clearly stating the actions and authority Daniel Smith and the Minister of Justice Mickey Amory hold to end the two-year-long incarceration of Alberta's four political prisoners, Tony Olenek, Jerry Morin, Chris Carbert, and Chris Lysak. While I'm thankful Leighton advised everyone on the legalities of that, he missed an important political follow-through. In the Alberta United Conservative Party, All other UCP MLAs make up caucus, those not serving as government ministers. That as a group have the ability to absolutely pressure the Premier and Minister of Justice to take action on that. That they also have a duty ensuring the lawful rights, human rights, Alberta Bill of Rights, and Canadian constitutional rights of the people of Alberta are protected. As with the political theater, that Jason Kenney alone was solely responsible for the heavy-handed abuse of Albertans, that he alone acted and stood with Justin Trudeau and the Canadian government in the opposing of lockdowns, forced vaccinations, the abuse of Albertans, which led to the Coots Freedom Convoy and the enacting of the Emergency Measures Act, that this UCP government also signed up for. It's very important to identify the fact that the Alberta UCP government did, in fact, sign up on the Emergency Measures Act, forced vaccinations, and lockdowns. That UCP caucus, all other MLAs, NDP also, failed in their duty to defend the people of Alberta from those actions and infringements on the rights, freedoms, and safety of Albertans from a harmful injection. Furthermore, there are those continuing to promote foolish political theater, that taking over UCP CA boards, awaiting the next UCP Annual General Meeting, changing UCP party policy, or perhaps holding another UCP leadership review, will ever hold accountable the government, will ever lead to the release release of Alberta's political prisoners, the shutting down of COVID vaccines, the ending of net zero climate change fraud, or of children being protected from sexual predators. It is important to identify the root cause of tyranny, abuse, loss of life and liberty, so that all of those politicians and bureaucrats responsible face the consequences of their actions and inactions. To those political collaborators, defenders of the politicians who abuse the people of Alberta, in doing what you're doing, in playing both sides, withholding true accountability, you are hurting your friends and neighbours, men, women, and children of Alberta, In outreach from people who've been let down by the legal system and lawyers, there's been examples presented to me of tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. Life savings, gone, with nothing to show for that. In that, in the justice system, in lawyers, trust is hard to come by. An example being Tony Olenek's former lawyer, Tony Rolston, In the details of that and in the other examples in that greed, as people suffer, I'm very troubled. In Tony, in mothers trying to protect their children from sexual predators, and workers who lost their jobs facing forced vaccination. In a father going to jail and protecting his child from being COVID vaccinated. Of a coffee shop, bookstore, standing against H.S. and the Alberta government, in many, many more examples of people who fell into the meat grinder that is Alberta's injustice system. In all of these people who could have used a lifeline, I've come across one lawyer who defends Albertans, who defends the people, pro bono. As the saying goes, money is the root of all evil. How did it come to this? Over these last four years, I've come to understand Canada is not what I once thought it was. Like many Albertans, I'm passionately committed to the idea of independence. But we cannot miss what's at the heart of our independent spirit as Patrick Henry long ago pointed out. To be independent and free within provinces, regions, and communities within those borders. To be independent and free as individual men and women. To look beyond simply being an independent republic of Alberta, but rather seeking the finality of that. A becoming an independent men, women, truly free from tyranny. From tyrannical politicians, governments, public institutions, and a tyrannical and abusive justice system. Through God, the creator, or as unbelievers, there is a natural instinct, a calling within us. In the perpetual fight for independence, liberty, freedom, there is a spirit born within us. Over many decades, as we blue-collar and middle-class people lived our lives, raised our families, worked, operated farms and businesses and also carved out a bit of time to enjoy life. Slowly but surely we began to worry about bills, cost of living and tax increases. We began to worry about the loss of liberty and prosperity of our children and grandchildren's future in this country of Canada. Why was that? It was by design. In that the political, judicial, and bureaucratic elites were carving out, cutting away our very existence, carving their slice of money and power as they carved away our independence and freedom. As I say, over these last four years especially, I've come to understand Canada is not what I once thought it was. How could I not? The evidence is damning. It is written in the history books. It is written in the changing and additions of Canadian and Alberta law, Land Stewardship Act, Greenhouse Gas Pollution Act, Sustainability Act, Quarantine Act, Bill C-4, the loss of parental rights in their children's sexuality. Discussions of that, facing prison in that, in the COVID-19 Emergency Measures Act, in the Public Health Act, etc., etc. Where we as people, outside of a meaningless vote every four years, are now locked in with a political system closely guarded by a legacy political power structure and bureaucracy with no desire to relinquish power. And we as people have no voice and mechanism to bring to justice governments, politicians, and bureaucrats. As proven to be so in the highest court of Alberta years ago, in the Judicial District of Otaskawin, in the case involving the Citizens of Canada versus Wilton Littlechild, a Conservative Party of Canada, Member of Parliament. whereas. Precedent was set in that, and I quote In the ruling, the plaintiffs, Canadians, have no cause of action against the defendant, the government, no legal duty of an elected representative at any level of government to consult with his constituents or determine their views. There is no legal requirement. I adopt the quotation from the trial in the Roman corporation case where it is of the essence of our parliament system of government that our elected representatives should be able to perform their duties courageously and resolutely in what they consider to be the best interest of the government of Canada, Inc. Free from any worry of being called to account anywhere except parliament. The only remedy existing for the plaintiffs, Canadians is the remedy provided by our Constitution in the right to vote in a future election End quote there you have it as clear and succinct as can be how are we to trust working within these parties that have led to this I certainly won't we as Canadians must go through a grieving process of understanding the ability for us as people to hold politicians, governments, and bureaucrats accountable is gone, purposely, with intent. And so, it is my frustration with the political pied pipers suggesting that the people of Alberta continue to play political theater, work from within, work with the very political enslavers rather than sharing the truth of it all the truth of how far Canada and Alberta have fallen, and how that came to be. As people, we must come to terms in understanding the actors in this betrayal, the roles of certain that certain people play. And rather than bending the knee to political elites, to politicians, praising and giving platitudes and applause we must identify the actions and actors who played a role leading to the loss of our national, provincial, and individual independence and freedom. Bowing in honor of titles of premiers, prime ministers, lords, crowns, kings and queens, rather than honoring the people first and foremost certainly doesn't lend to the spirit of refining justice or taking back our prosperity, freedom, and independence. There is something written in another book also regarding freedom, something that is carved into, ver- into the very spirit and the souls of men and women that we are not to obey or bend the knee to unjust, tyrannical, abusive, genocidal governments, politicians, bureaucrats, or kings. God bless those who defend truth, justice, and freedom. God bless you all. Thank you.